Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your belief systems, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Karen, before we get into today's show, let's start things off with show notes. Yes, Kelly and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com, or email us at info at We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show in every series is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The remaining four shows can be found at patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There is a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for the patrons in our top tier, we're giving away a free half-hour channeling session with one of us every month. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now on to today's show. Karen, what are we talking about today? Well, I have a client story. Okay. And um, the client is a female, so you can name her first. Okay, before I name her, mm. can we just please remember last week's show? Oh. <laughs> I'm still reeling over the phenomenal affirmations and the way yeah. that the gifts played out. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone has not yet had the privilege to listen to that, like hit pause on today and go. Aww. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a testament to Dee Dee. Oh, yes. I Like, I really do. And I, like I said before, the way that she speaks, um, her personality, her mm-hmm. desire for life, her desire to figure things out, mm-hmm. uh, it says so much about her as a person. And I think it says so much about what the spirit world showed up to give her. Mm-hmm. And I'm with, I, I am so grateful to have been a part of it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm naming a female client. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Katerina. Oh, okay. Three syllables. It's pretty. <laughs> it is very pretty. I love it. And okay, so I'll just start with that. So this was done um, where we could see each other. And at the very beginning of the session, Katerina said to me, um, I would like you to channel 
my brother. And I said, okay. So I asked her first of all, or pardon me, I asked him if he was alive or passed, if he was in a coma, if he's verbal, like, because there's so many different aspects of what we do. We cannot make the assumption it's medium, even though maybe somebody tuning into our show for the first time might say, what? Why wouldn't you assume it? I thought you were mediums. Don't you know your mediums? And I do find that people talk to me like that. Those questions aren't even the same. They don't even mean what they're asking. Yeah, I'm just saying that I find that people behave that way. And I'm trying to clarify for people that are listening for the first time that you and I still have to go through a process every single time. And that we have to ask the spirit world. We don't make assumptions. Mm -hmm. So he came through and said to me, "Um, this is medium. I've, I've died. He says, I'm on the other side. So would you like to name him? Sure. Um, I'll go with Alex. So then I said to Katerina, um, what is it that you want me to do? And Or do you have questions? Like, where are we going with this? And some people find that like, what? Why would you ask me? And I would say, because you and I like to, to give people the opportunity to direct that, some people do come prepared with questions and or intentions, and they state them. And other people don't because they're truly open. And there are other types of clients that are here just to test and just to see if we're any good, quote unquote, to see if we're accurate or, you know, like that kind of a session. So I simply said to her, Katerina, is there something that you're asking or that you're wanting? What is your intention? And that's not to play games with clients. That's to be on a clear page of knowing what my job is. Just like if other people have a job and know, want to know what the clarity is around what they've been asked to do. So she says to me, oh, just, just go open. Just talk to my brother. And... He starts at the very beginning here. Alex comes in and he says, okay, she gave me the go-ahead. And I said, well, yes. (laughs) That's what she just did. That's as far as I can understand. And he goes, okay. He says, I'm going to do what I want. And he's very serious. And he says, "Um, I want you to talk to her about her people-pleasing. And he says, but listen to me first. He says, I want to say a bunch of things. I want to show you. I want to do some things with you first. You're going to have to tell her that you're going to need to be quiet for a few minutes because I have a lot to unload. So I did. I said to Katerina, I need a few minutes. And she went, yeah, okay. And Alex starts explaining and showing to me that her people-pleasing is... um, so serious and so severe that she's staying in an abusive marriage. Mm. And he explains to me that as she people pleases her husband, um, her husband infers from the people pleasing that he is right to be in control, that she is childlike in life, even though she's a grown adult that she is childlike, and therefore it is his job and his role to assert control over her. Now, this is an inference, and it is by his choice. But the brother sees this and says, this is dangerous for my sister. Mm -hmm. 
she is at she is at this place of where she's just constantly trying to fix things. And so what's going on? And I said, well, wait a minute. Before I'm allowed to say to her, what's going on? Do, I need examples. And so he shows me, he shows me ways that his brother-in-law will go to work and he will use his vocabulary in an intelligent way. So he steps up to the plate. Then he speaks to his wife at home and he dumbs down his conversation. He dumbs it down on purpose to make her question her own intelligence. And he does it intentionally. Because when he does slip at work and he does treat somebody the way he treats his wife, his boss is told immediately that he's being rude, disrespectful, um, an asshole, and his boss has no problem approaching him, hauling him into his office and saying, you're this, you're that, you speak this way to your clients, you speak this way, I've had complaints about you, you fix up your shit or get out. And so he knows at work that he's not allowed to dumb it down. He knows at work that he's not allowed to use the forms of verbal abuse. He's taken to task. And so he has the full awareness of knowing what he's doing. And as a result of a beautiful boss pointing out these behaviors, he's become better at work and worse at home. Because now at home, he knows more of what he's doing. And so his tension, intention has become even stronger to keep her suppressed. Alex gives me really clear examples of where his brother-in-law um, changes his words, changes and puts words into sentences, but then changes what he means, tells her that he's meaning something else, but using different words. Like he's really, I'll call it, and, I, and I'm going to borrow this phrase from Dr. Romney on YouTube, word salad. She uses this often in narcissistic abuse where they use their words, they say sentences, but they don't make sense. He does a variety of things, this little Alex, <laughs> to create cognitive dissonance. And I know the word, I know what he's doing. His brother or her brother says to me, she does not understand cognitive dissonance. She's never heard of it. She doesn't understand gaslighting. She's never heard of it. She doesn't know what narcissism is. She doesn't know what people-pleasing is. She doesn't even never heard of these terms and has no idea what they are. And he says, I need for her to understand what these things are. You've got a lot of work to do in this session. I want you to give her the books. I want you to give her all of the tools of everything that you're capable to give her. But she also wants medium. So you're going to have to explain to her that while we're doing medium, and that it's me she wants to talk to, it's not going to make any sense to her that it's me. Mm -hmm. And I said, why is that, Alex? And he said, well, he said, because I was just like her. Like her? Yeah. Oh. He said, I was just, I'm like my sister. He said, Karen, I'm, I was the people pleaser, but I was also a little bit like her husband in that I would swing it from the people pleaser to going into a rage. And then just demanding and using the forms of verbal abuse, I was a little bit like him. And she goes, and this is like my mom and dad, where my, my dad was a combination of 
being a people pleaser and then swinging it into being abusive. Mm -hmm. And I said, in what way, Alex? And he goes, well, he was a people pleaser at work and an abuser at home. Mm -hmm. He's a people pleaser out in public or with friends or with, you know, with people where he thought he could get away with it. So he could be a bully in the car driving because he knew he could get away with it by driving away. So if he thinks he can get away with it, or if he thinks he can get away from it, (laughs) two very important things here, um, that he'll engage in that behavior. But as soon as he knows that there's no out, that there's nobody that's going to actually condone it or let him get away with it, um, he'll take full advantage of anybody. But in particular, this is her role now in his life. And he says, my sister is at at a cross point where she's either going to stay for good or she's she's got to be told to get out. But my parents aren't the people to tell her to get out because this is the way they've been living. So my parents aren't going to do it and I'm not around. And he says, and even if I was around, he says, on earth, I had no no wherewithal, no tools to be able to say this to her. So could you start with all of that? That is a lot. Especially for someone who has never seen you before, Uh thinks they're coming just to hear from their brother, Uh but has no particular questions. Uh Because keep in mind, like you said, you know, you can come with a rough idea of what you want, meaning I'd like to hear from my brother. Um, I don't necessarily need anything in particular, so anything he wants to bring forward. And she's going to get lambasted with this. And I know, Kelly, that there are a lot of mediums out there that would say he had brown hair, green eyes, Mm -hmm. that he was six feet tall and a slender build, that he wore jeans with a black belt and a t-shirt with a plaid shirt, that he blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Like, And I know that there are sessions that I've done myself where that is all that people want. If I try to get into a deeper level of communicating with the person who's crossed over, they're looking at me like, what? What are you doing? I just want to know if he's got glasses or not. I just want to know what my nickname was. I just want to know, like, what he said to me the day he died. Like, I just want to know. Like, it is so superficial. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I get the superficial because it's what we, you and I, call TV mediums. Where you have to keep it on a certain level with them, with people, to keep the curiosity or to say we can prove it and that humans think the proof is that we see them and that we don't use any other senses. Mm-hmm. And that eh, if you're if you're seeing them or you hear them, well, what did he talk like? Well, like what what, what like how did he speak? They don't want to hear what he would say because he's now seeing what your life is like mm-hmm. and he's grown and he actually is here to help with something. Mm-hmm. So I repeated everything to Katrina the way that he said. Katerina. Oh, sorry, Katerina, in the way that he said it. And I don't think I wrote a single note down because there was so much to remember and I just wanted to get it all out and then check in with him. So I told Katerina all of those things and she listened. Hmm. She she listened, she didn't interrupt. There were a few times where she went, mm-hmm. And you could see where physically I could see her discomfort in her brother bringing all this conversation up. I could see her getting tearful and just trying not to show me that she wanted to cry. 
So there was there were physical, visible ways that she was demonstrating accuracy slash distress. Mm-hmm. And so I checked in with her and I said, uh, Katerina, I said, um, he's asked me to say all of this to you. And she looks at me and she's and she looks at me and she goes, Well, I thought you're gonna do medium. And I said, Is all of this accurate? And she goes, Yes. And I said, so it's accurate about your husband's behavior? Yes. It's accurate about the people-pleasing? Yours? Yep. I said, he says that he was the same in people-pleasing and very much like you, but that he could also be like your husband in swinging his behaviors. And she goes, yes, all of it is true. And she says, but I thought, like, like when are you going to prove it? And that's exactly what she said. She just looked at me and she goes, when are you going to prove this? And, and her attitude was really unkind. And so I just stopped and I thought, okay, um, with synesthetically, what I feel from Katerina is full-blown anger at me. Mm-hmm. Not that her brother has chosen to say these things to her, but like, what the hell are you doing telling me about my personal life and, so to speak, knowing more about me than I want you to know. Did she happen to know that you also have psychic on the end of your name? Oh, yes. That's why she phoned. Yeah. Okay, sorry. But I don't think she gets it. Well, I think that's obvious. Yeah. So... I can through the synesthesia. I just feel like wild amounts of anger coming from her, like where she just wants to like freaking rip my head off. Not, not like let's work on this. Let's attack you. So I said, I need a moment, please. Do you have? Would you give me a minute? And she she just goes, yeah. Then I turned to Alex and I said, Alex, I said, I think with my synesthesia that I'm feeling, and all of a sudden I look over at Alex, just as I'm just going to say all this to him, and Alex is in a rage, and I'm like, oh, for the love of God. So I look over at Alex, and he sits, if I could say sit, because I want to try and do my best now to describe people this whole situation for me. I turn my head, and I'm not looking at the computer to see Katerina. I'm turning to my left, which is a wall. Where my wall is, I can see her brother, who is standing like a human, very like in my mind's eye, where he's taking a physical form instead of just giving me pure energy. And he sits down on his bum on the ground. And you know when you take your knees and you hug them, Mm -hmm. but then you let your knees open up Mm -hmm. and your hands kind of sit like with your fingers intertwined in front. Mm -hmm. It's a very surrendering position for me. He sits in that position, but he puts his head down a little bit, Kelly. And I want people to get a real visual of that. This is a position that you do when you're really intently listening. You know, if you go to a course and you Mm got to sit on the floor, you're in a yoga class or you're at a course and you have to sit there for a while and really listen deeply. You get into this little position and you put your head down because you're really focusing, right? He shows that he gets into this position, and I'm looking at him like, what is happening? And I can feel his anger, and it isn't at me. It's at his sister. 
so I say, Alex, I need help. I don't know what is happening. Katerina wants to kill me right now. I'm looking over at you and you, you look like you're having a meltdown. And he says to me, she wants fucking proof. And and I'm like, okay, yes, she does. Yes, please. And he goes, I committed fucking suicide. He says, because of this behavior that she's in right now. Mm. He said, it's anxiety. It's cognitive dissonance. It becomes depression. He says, I died playing the game that she's doing with you right now. I'm having a meltdown on the other side because she's me. And I'm trying to save my sister's fucking life. And she's playing games with you. I'm in a rage and I need to go see my spirit guides. I will be back. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Oh, great boundaries. Okay, Alex. Yay. You go, Alex. You talk to those spirit guides. And by the way, while you're talking to them, could you go over and talk to hers? (laughs) Because Karen needs a little fucking help here. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sitting in my space, in my beautiful home, my with all this gorgeous energy you and I have created Mm -hmm. in this home for our clients. And I just looked at my spirit guides and I went, okay, guys, happy dance time. Because I've got to be centered in my own energy while these two who love each other but are mirroring each other are having a brother-sister fight. Mm -hmm. And one is holding on to her patterns to her death and the other one has done it successfully and died or unsuccessfully. I don't know how you want to look at that one and has passed as a result of it. And he wants to come back and address this issue, but he's moving through his own healing process on the other side and wasn't expecting that when he was asked to come speak to me because his sister was reaching out to him today. And I wanted to be able to explain all of that situation for anybody who chooses to listen to this show, who's trying to figure out what it's like when we die who's trying to figure out what processes we go through and what we feel and how we, how we connect to humans, how we connect to the people that we love, how we connect to a medium. What does a medium go through? You know, if I call up a psychic or a medium and I expect them to be blah, 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 and just spew out brown hair, blue eyes. And you just hear that the guide that's giving them the information exited left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that Karen is sitting in her treatment room in an oh fuck moment, <laughs> paralyzed <laughs> because the spirit guides have left, he's left, and she's standing there, wants to kill me. Not kill me, kill me, but she is full of rage. And she wants to spew it on somebody because she can't spew it on her husband. She can't spew it on her parents. She can't give it to any of her friends because they don't know the crap that she's going through. Mm. So the only person here that's going to be safe for her to actually release all the anger on is the medium that has finally brought this to her attention. And I want to say that at that particular moment, the eight modalities of energy healing came to me. 
And my job at that point, because she consented at the beginning of the consent process, because that's the first thing that we ask them permission for, is energy healing. She consented. (laughs) So the very first thing I start doing is alchemy. And I am sitting there. Oh, boy is right, Kelly Sarlo. I go right into alchemy. Never mind Reiki. Never mind therapeutic touch. Those things can't even touch what alchemical healing does for people. Mm -hmm. I go into shamanism. I go into the oldest modalities of energy healing we've ever had on this planet. Lady, you woke the beast. Oh, she woke the beast. And so did he. And it was just like, okay, I, Karen, put on your cape. Mm -hmm. Get out your wand or whatever you want to call it. I'm just joking when I say wand, but I'm just, and I also joke when I say cape, but I just mean, Oh, I want to say I harness my inner Hermione mm-hmm. <laughs> in the most beautiful way. And I just sat in those moments of silence and she's looking at me like, speak. She's like, she wants me to speak so she can attack. She wants something to come at. Mm-hmm. And I get calmer and calmer and calmer <laughs> because I'm going into all of the alchemical healing. I am journeying. I am going into all of those different aspects of who you and I are to be able to shift the energy for both of them. So I sit in it. And I let her sit in it. And Alex is sitting in it. And I'm having a grand old time with sacred geometry. I'm having a grand, beautiful time playing with the colors and the energy and the geometric shapes the alchemy, the shamanism, because it is the right moment. And it is a moment that I wait to live my life for. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who thinks that we are mediums first, or that we are psychics first, or we are medical intuitives first, this is letting you know we are not. What we are first are healers. And every person, most, I won't say every, I wouldn't want to offend Carmen. <laughs> I would not want to offend the Karens mm-hmm. and the, my DBF, mm-hmm. my dead best friend who understood that the healing always came first. I would not want to dishonor the people who actually call for the healing above all. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, you've listed the big guns of people that we have, have had on the show and... I, I want to throw Jim in there. Oh my God, yes. Because, you know, he, and forgive me, Jim, but I think he'll, might, he'll have a good chuckle. He was someone who came not knowing probably the full extent of what was possible mm-hmm. and didn't know that the healing would be the most important part. He came for information about his grandfather and now years later can say, yep, I get that. I know the transformation that the energy healing has done alongside the messages, but first and foremost. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's that's someone who maybe didn't know it to begin with, but certainly worked hard to get it. Mm-hmm. And, and probably much like many of our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's why it's the first thing that I ask for in every single session, even if people say, I already know your consent process, I consent, go. And I go, that's okay, thank you, I will do it anyway. And I go through the consent process listing all of the services and that there are very precious few clients that I will skip that for. Well, you know what? I think precious few is a good way to word it. I also think, too, like what cop looks at a recurring um, <laughs> right. 
offender and it lets the person go, I already know my Miranda rights. You don't have to read them. Like, right. No, that's my job. And I'm gonna. Yeah, I like that. Then Alex returns and his energy is lovely. It's so beautiful. And he comes back in and he says, okay, I get it. He goes, could you please say the following to her? And I said, yep. He goes, I have it written down. And he says to me, she has a son. She is currently with her husband, living with him, not separated, living with. Our parents are both alive and live in the same city as her. Um, She just graduated from a nursing program and is looking for a job. So he starts giving me things that, as a typical medium, here are your validations. And he says, you can go ahead and say these things to her, and um, then she's going to ask you how I died. Because it's never going to be enough, because what she's doing is diverting. And he says, so now I understand that she's diverting. He says, so let's let her divert and answer the question. But she's going to divert a second time, and that's when... I want you to have written down on the page, suicide. He says, so could you write suicide on the page, please? So I did. I wrote, your brother suicided. And he goes, perfect. He goes, just keep it on the page. And he goes, keep your hands in the air like you're talking. So I went, okay. So then I came back and I brought my hands up like this so she could see them in the camera range, right? And so I said, okay. I said, so Alex is back and he's saying this and I'm using my fingers to move because he's saying, make sure you draw attention to your fingers Mm -hmm. like this. So I'm, you know, moving my hands and I'm going, okay, Katerina. So he says to say the following things to you, blah, 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 blah. And and outcome these affirmations that she wants that are factual about her life that I know nothing about that he's supposed to say to prove that it's him. That's, that's the game, the game. And she goes, yeah, yeah. And you can see her, oh my God, Kelly, like it's sad. Like a small desire there. Oh, to yeah. To want to just accept and be okay. Oh, yeah. But it, then divert. Yes. It, it, it's, um, it's a nuance. It's just a slight shift in energy that you and I are so trained to feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to see in a person because a lot of our clients are by telephone. Mm-hmm. So it's not, if someone's listening and is a psychiatrist and thinks, oh, she's just reading body language. Well, how the hell am I doing that when kind I'm of, on telephone? Psychically. Yes. If I'm remote viewing, sure. Absolutely I can. But I'm trying to point out the many facets of what we do. Same. <laughs> right. Thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> okay. So then... Um, she said, okay, she said, all of that is correct. She says, um, because you, you know, I have a question now. Can I, you said I could ask questions. And I said, absolutely, Katerina, I did tell you that. For certain, you can ask questions. What would you like to ask? Well, she says, can you tell me how he died then? And again, there's a diversion mm-hmm. to say, are you any good at this? And are you sure you know what you're doing? Because and are you still good? And are you still good? And are you still good? constantly. And so I said, yes, I said, I'm going, but I'm going to show you (laughs) my page. And I said, so have you noticed my hands have been above? And she goes, yeah. And I said, well, he told me to write something 
before we just went through this conversation. And he said that this is exactly what you were going to do and that he's caught you at your own game. And she just went like, and she gives a visual. So I know if people are listening to the show, what she gives is a look of, uh, fuck you. Okay. Thank you. I I appreciate that you just did that. It's interesting though, because it's a mix of shame with fuck you. Yes. And I don't want to feel it. So I'm going to, I'm going to just push it back on you. Yes. So I took my pad of paper. I held it up. I put it right in front of the camera where he had written down, um, brother had committed suicide. And I put it down to look at her and you can see on her face such a mixture of emotions. It's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because he's coming through to say, "You you are diverting. You are just changing the topic to see if Karen's any good. Did you actually fucking come to here to talk to me? And now that I'm actually talking to you, why aren't you listening? Mm-hmm. Which I think is so important for the people pleasers to hear. Mm-hmm. Because we often go to people, whether it's a therapist or a friend or a stranger or someone to, to talk to and to say, I need help or I'm in this problem or this is what's going on in my life. I want to hear what you have to say but I don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to be here to screw with you Mm -hmm. instead of showing up with any degree of integrity and real intention. Well said. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then they shit all over that other person to their face or behind their back or both, which is called gossip. Mm -hmm. So he called her out and he said, you know, Katerina, This is what you do in a pattern, and I recognize it because I did it too. I did the gossip behind the person's back, and he says, chances are you're going to get off the phone, and he says, and you're going to stab Karen in the back. And he said, so. He said, what I want to say right now to Karen, right in front of you, is the fact that you were willing to listen to me. You were willing to take all the advice for uh, a little while there. You really went down that road with me. And then you remembered that you told a couple of your friends that you were calling a medium. And when they asked you why, you said you wanted to connect to your brother. And they all know he's suicided. So you got into your headspace in the middle of me telling you the truth about our life and that this is going to cost you your own life. And you went down the rabbit hole of, oh my God, I can't tell my friends that the medium said these things to me. Mm -hmm. So you had to ask Karen for the other factual stuff so that when you sit down with your girlfriends and they say, how was your session? You don't have to tell them anything about what I said. You're just going to repeat the factual things Karen said that make her look accurate. And when they say that's not very much, then you can bash Karen. Because in actuality, you don't want to have to tell your friends that you're depressed. You don't want to tell them that you have anxiety and panic attacks. You don't want to say what your husband is doing to you. You don't want to say that you have cognitive dissonance and that you're fucked up in your mind and you need help. You don't want to be held accountable to getting help. You don't want to tell them that you yourself have been considering suicide because you don't want to look bad. 
Well done. So he, thank you. So he called her out in that entire conversation. And I relayed all of that to her, looking her straight in the face while still maintaining my entire intention on doing the energy healing mm-hmm. so that she could go through the alchemical processes of being able to assimilate this information and move through the process of shame and guilt and into the desire to heal. Mm-hmm. She is very lucky she called you. Well, I would say the same if she had phoned you. Oh, uh, thank you. That's very kind. I just meant instead of a dial a psychic. Oh, you know, okay. You know, and I really, I know I've been ch- talking up last week's episode um, as much as possible, but I think about, you know, when Dee Dee called and said, you were the only new person in my life when, the, when all these changes mm. happened. You saved my life. Like she illustrated in so many ways that mm. your willingness to just do your job, mm-hmm. your willingness to do your job with kindness and compassion is the very thing that allowed her to have her life back, to go and do the work that needed to be done. Because let's face it, Dee Dee's doing a shit ton of things for herself. Mm-hmm. And this woman could have picked up the phone and called a random psychic who didn't have these gifts, mm-hmm. the combination of these gifts. Or the fucking patience (laughs) for the game. Right. And not had the opportunity handed to her with love and with alchemical healing. There's just and, and, and in all in this whole sentence here Mm. where she now has an opportunity to take back her life. Yeah. If she wants to. Yeah. I think she's lucky. You know, a little while ago, I got a phone call from the Dallas Psychic people. I don't know what that's called, but it's a company. And they asked, they said that they had found me in the Yellow Pages or somewhere in advertising. And, oh, no, pardon me. She told me that she had seen my website, Mm -hmm. our website, Mm -hmm. and um, that she knew that I was a psychic medium And they were looking to hire some psychic mediums and that she would be able to give me all kinds of steady clientele and that they could keep me busy all day, every day, and that they, I wouldn't have to worry about bookings. That was attractive. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't have to worry about screening clients or anything like that. Well, they probably don't screen them. I would just get anybody. (laughs) You don't have to worry about it because we don't do it. Because we don't do it. Hello. So she, she says to me, um, we'll just set it all up. We issue a flat check, uh, like as if my life would be so much easier because I had them managing my career for me. Oh, and she told me that they would be doing all my advertising. I wouldn't have to spend any money advertising. Also attractive. Also attractive. <laughs> Every entrepreneur is like, what you do? Yeah, right. <laughs> Everybody who knows me knows what I did. And I said, she says to me, I said, what would you pay me? And she goes, $30 an hour. And I just went, pardon? And she goes, $30 an hour. I said, sweetie. Did you just look at the front page? You didn't even look at the website. And she goes, pardon me? I said, you lied. And she goes, what? I said, well, you lied. 
And, and she goes, what do you mean? I said, look, if you were really looking to hire me, you'd look at exactly the page with fees on it to know what I make so that you would know that you weren't going to get laughed in your face during this call. Yeah. I said, so first of all, you lied, which means now I don't trust you. Why would I trust you? You've given me no reason to. So the answer right there is a big freaking no, because you just proved to me you're an untrustworthy person. And she was just like, what? Like this. And I said, no, that's just a life lesson. You're welcome. What? It is. I, oh, I, I know. I just think that's free consult, consultation <laughs> fees. I could have charged her for the call. I'm feeling an intense role reversal right now. <laughs> and I'm just really soaking it in and appreciating this. Okay. So she says, oh, okay. She says, um, so I didn't. And she goes, so what do you charge then? And I said, I charge 125 an hour, not 30 and she goes, okay, then this call is now over. And I went, have a good day. Don't forget the lesson. Back to Katerina. So Alex stands there and says to me, I love my sister. And there isn't a person on earth who knows what she's going through better than me. Mm-hmm. And I have to reach her or she will suicide like I did. And I know what it's like to suicide. So I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying I'm judging it. I'm not saying it's the worst or the best. It's not my position. He says, but I'm trying to say that if I could tell her something different, these are the things and the tools I would want to know. And as luck would have it, she's phoned you and Ke- you, you are Kelly, who have these tools, who know these people, and who can give this to her. Put it all on the piece of paper. So I put it all on the paper. And then I said to Katerina, he's asked me to write it down all on the paper. Do you mind if I take a moment to write everything down for you that he's all the different things that he's suggested for you? The videos from Dr. Romani, uh, and I'm just going to briefly explain them in case someone, this is your very first show listening. So I'm going to go through them. Dr. Romani on YouTube, Dr. Les Carter on YouTube, um, Patricia Evans, The Verbally Abusive Relationship, Nina Brown, for all things narcissistic, uh, Nina W. Brown, pardon me, she is our queen of narcissism with over 35 books on the topic, Beverly Ann Jow with The Nice Girl Syndrome, um, Emotional Blackmail, because this is the biggest thing mm-hmm. that her husband is doing to her, is blackmailing her constantly. And that's by Dr. Susan Forward. So I wrote all of the stuff down on the page, got all of our podcasts that we've done with all those beautiful, beautiful women. Not every single one of them. I wish I could get Dr. Romney on our show. Um, if anybody's got a way to get to Dr. Romney, help us out. <laughs> please help us out. We'd really like to get her on this show and I've already asked, but no response. Um, and sent it off to her by email and all of the podcast shows to say, here are the tools. Here are tons of resources to help you. And then Alex says to me, okay, I'm good. And he says, now the last thing I want to say to her is, thank you very much for letting me do this with you today. You have helped me heal. Mm. And so I said, Katerina, I said, Alex wants to thank you. And she was like, I don't get it. Like, for what? He's dead. He's suicided. Like, really? 
And you can still feel and hear and empathize to some degree with uh, being in a state of anger. Mm -hmm. I'm in this pain and he got his way out. Mm -hmm. She has a son, so she feels trapped. Otherwise, she feels like she could take it too. So I said to her, he's saying thank you because in this conversation, he's been able to finally recognize everything that he needed. He's recognized what his parents did to contribute to this mess, what society has done, what the religion that you grew up in has done. He's been able to recognize and pull it all apart like a puzzle and understand all the pieces. And quite often on earth, we just don't get those opportunities because we're too busy, we're too preoccupied, we divert. We do all kinds of things to ignore getting the help that is there for us, even when it's free and it's all over YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she went, oh, and there was just a tiny crack there. There was just this little bit of a crack. And I said, so I said, Katerina, we're done the session and Alex wants to finish it with thanking you. Thanking you for listening to him, for letting him go through this to try and help you. He's your younger brother, but he feels today like he earned his stripes to be your older brother, meaning that he matured, that he got his tools. He took care of you. Yeah. And that he showed up and that this is probably the first time in your life that anybody has actually taken care of you. Mm. And that was the moment. That was it. That sentence was it. Sometimes, Kelly, like I feel bad that that's the end of the hour because then I let them go and that's it. There's I think sometimes they need that. Oh, I was just going to say. I yeah. think it needs to be the end for some people because they, well, like she has done before, wanted to divert so much that she might want to turn the camera off and go experience her emotions mm -hmm. somewhere private mm -hmm. if she's going to choose to experience them at all. Yeah. Otherwise, as we know, they stonewall you for the rest of the, the session. And his, this was his m important statement that she's at a crossroads mm -hmm. and that he knew it and that's why he showed up mm -hmm. and why he got angry that she was just trying to play psychic game. Let's, let's test the psychic because he, he truly showed up mm -hmm. and she, she, she was choosing the game instead. Well, well done. Thank you. Well freaking done to Alex. Mm -hmm. Um, well done to her spirit guides and mine and Alex's. And I, and I want to say all of that because it truly is a geometric shape, right? For anybody that loves the sacred geometry, which, oh my God, Kelly, I could just do show after show on to explain sacred geometric shapes in different dimensions and why and how they affect human beings and how the Arcturians come to our planet to help us with all of these things. There's a kind of podcast that I would love feedback on if people said, yeah, I'd like to hear about that. But sometimes that kind of a topic is so out there. I'm leery of going, okay, today's show is all about You know a it's visit. your show, right? I do. You know I that like your, your show. content producer, editor, <laughs> and like you're, you're at the top. <laughs> and in fact, there's actually no one beneath us. <laughs> True. So maybe that's exactly what I can do. Not only that, I am sure not not to slight any 
regular listener of Coffee with the Sarlos, I am certain there is at least a quarter to a half of our patrons uh, over on Patreon who are like, uh, yeah, didn't oh. know that I even could ask that question. Oh my God, yeah. So, Like I love talking to the Hathors and the Pinheads and the Arcturians and the beings and all the different dimensions that'll, that visit us in this house. I don't know how many groups sometimes, but I know you and I chat with them and that they teach us. Well, that's that's why we've developed journeying for patrons to be able to learn how to connect with these beings. I can't wait for our patrons to get to that level of journeying where they're now going into the dimensions to visit the Arcturians Mm -hmm. so that they can start playing with all the geometric shapes and figure out how that actually is applicable to your job and how that's applicable to your relationships and your physical body and your health and your brain. I love it. And I um, I wish I could teach master classes and stuff like this. Well, maybe one day we will have some of those master classes on these shows. Okay. Karen just dreamt up another job for us. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Artistic director over yeah, here. You, are. you leave it with me and I will produce. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, before we sign off today, I just wanted to say thank you um, to anyone listening and watching. Um, Winston's below us today, yeah, chewing on a bully stick. So that's the background noise that you got uh, treated to today. And quite a few of our cameras shook as he is teething <laughs> and chewing on our tripods. And the cords. And, and our microphone cords. And this is Puppy. So thank you for your patience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we always strive to bring a certain level of professionalism to the show, uh, like through audio and visual. Uh, and he compromised both today, but he did. it was a good time and he's a sweet puppy. So and thanks. It, won't, it won't last long. No. So thank you for your patience. Awesome. And thank you for the show. Oh yeah. You're very welcome. I hope people learned something, whatever was applicable for them about their own life and their own diverting. You know, sometimes we listen to these shows and we think, oh, Katerina, get your shit together. Oh my God, is she ever stubborn? But we don't see that it's us. Mm-hmm. We just see, we just listen to the story like it's a story. We walk away and go, oh, it's a good show this morning. Oh, oh it's in our description. Hopefully the people who have actually hit the subscribe button, button, pardon me, on any podcast platform has seen in the description that the intention is to find pieces of yourself in the stories. Mm-hmm. All righty. All done. Okay. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at No matter where you've tuned in from, thank you for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe and join us next Saturday for a brand new show.